0: (laughs) Thank you.
1: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we get started, I do want to remind you we have two other great podcasts out there. There's The War, thewar.greatdetectives.net. And we continue our D-Day coverage over there. And there's also the Old Time Radio Superman show. And I have uh, Nathan Caldwell following in for me over there uh, at laserandsword.com. Uh, also, uh, this week at greatdetectives.net, check out my column for the week. And it, i take a look at the Old Time Radio series, Incredible But True. And you can subscribe to all of my articles and columns in the Kindle store to have it automatically delivered to your Kindle. You can try that out free for 2 weeks. Uh just to put a great detectives of old time radio in uh, in the Kindle store. But now it's time for today's episodes of Police Headquarters. We're missing episode 22, so we have episode uh 21 and episode 23. Uh episode 21 is the Andy Green uh Killing and episode uh 23 is Mrs. North's a robbery. No relation to mister and Mrs. North, but let's go ahead and take a listen.
2: Police headquarters calling Cruiser fifty nine, Cruiser five at the Red Star Light room, twenty-three forty one Rexford, a disturbance. That's all. Well,
1: What's
3: happened? I don't know.
0: Not in there. Who is he? He's walking by he's in front of All right, open up here. What's going on? Oh, it was a man shot. Man. Oh, yeah, he, he, in the Ledge Stand aside. Come on, get out of the way there, will you?
3: Yeah.
0: Holy smoke. Yeah. Who is it, Mike? Andy Green. He's been on a plainclothes detail for a month. Quick, give me a hand here. Hey, lift him on that chair. that dirty rat. How is it? he? Well, he, he's dead. Hey, where are you going? All right. Ain't used to things like this, officer. Just going outside for a breath of air. That's what you think. Bring that kid over here, Tim. Yeah, just come along and don't make no fuss, young fella. Here he is, Mike. You uh, work here? Yeah. What's your name? Eddie Myers. See this man shot? Yeah, I I guess so. guess so. Yeah, well, that is, I... Anybody else in here when he was shot? No, sir. Nobody excepting the guys who shot him. Did you see them? Yes, sir. Better take that phone and call in, Tim. I'm taking this kid down to headquarters for questioning. Come along, son.
2: Now, Eddie, as I understand it, you were the only other person in the lunchroom tonight when Detective Green was killed. Is that right? Yeah. And if we're going to find out anything about this, it's up to you to tell us all you know, right?
0: I, I guess it is, sir.
2: Good. How old are you Eddie? Nineteen. How long have you been working at the Red Star Lunch?
0: Just a little over a month.
2: What did you do before that?
0: Oh, nothing much, I guess. I was looking for work, and I... I see.
2: What time did you come to work tonight?
0: Eleven o'clock. I work until six in the morning.
2: And what time did Detective Green come in the lunchroom?
0: Just after midnight, sir.
2: I see. Now, kid, I want you to tell us everything that happened after Detective Green came into the lunchroom. Don't omit a thing. Tell us everything just as you remember it.
0: Well, I was polishing the coffee yarn when he came in. He hung his hat up on the rack and came over and sat down at the counter. I thought the men Give me a hamburger and a cup of coffee, kid. Yes, sir. Everything on the burger? Cut the onion. Right. Cold outside? It's not very. It's pretty cold along about three in the morning. How do you want it? Well done? Yeah.
2: Not very busy in here tonight, are you?
0: Never are. Used to have a lot of business I here, but it ain't been so good lately. Coffee now? Yeah. There you are. Say, kid, you haven't seen a couple of guys around here with a truck, have you? Not tonight. Why? Nothing. Just skip it. We got a customer, kid. Something for you, sir? No, I want to see this copper. Cop? Yeah, this guy's a plain clothes dick, ain't you? Oh, wants to know? Hey, you, copper. Hey, look out. Look out behind you. That'll fix you, you dirty dick. Hey, what's the big idea? Kid, he saw you plug the dick, he'll blow his head off. Did you get him? I think so. I saw him fall. Come on, let's get out of here. So I crawled out from under the counter just about the time they called the cops.
2: I see. Well, it's a lucky thing for you that you made that dive, kid. Otherwise, we'd been trying to solve a double murder with no witnesses at all. You think you'd know these men if you saw them again? You bet your life. I'd know these two guys 50 years from now. Good. Hand me those pictures of Savoldi and Garchus in the basket there, Riley. Right, yeah. Yeah. Take a look at these two birds, kid. Are those the men who killed Green? Yeah, both of them. Good guess, Captain. There wasn't much guessing about it, Mike. Andy Green had been trailing that gang for a week. They found it out, and Rox Pedrotti decided to put the finger on him. Padrati? Yeah, he's the head of the waterfront gang. And that lunchroom was a perfect spot for the job. Has a door at each end. One of these mugs took Green's attention from one door while the other rat slipped in and shot him. That's the way they done it, Captain. Don't worry. We'll send those two rats to the chair, and this kid here is the one who'll do it for us. You're you're not going to lose your memory when the time comes for you to tell it to the jury, are you, kid? No, sir.
0: Them guys shot a cop, and they ought to have to pay for it.
2: Good boy. He'll make a perfect witness. Take him down and lock him up.
0: Hey, hey you can't do that. Hey, that ain't right. Oh. Captain?
2: Not at all. Sit down, Riley. Thanks, Cap. What's on your mind, Mike?
0: Well, I've been talking to that kid we're holding as a witness against Savali and Gosh's. Yeah? Yeah, well, you know, he's terribly worried about the job of his, Captain. He's afraid if he's held in jail until the trial, the Greek who runs the lunchroom will have a new boy.
2: Well, you know why I'm holding him, don't you, Riley? Yeah, you're afraid he'll run away. Not at all. That kid's on the level. He'll stick. Well, what are you holding him for, then? Because his life wouldn't be worth two cents if we let him out of jail. You mean... I mean that nothing would suit Gautius and Savoldi more than to have the state star witness out of the way. Yeah, but we got Savoldi and Gautius in the jail awaiting trial. Doesn't make any difference. Rox padrati would have the kid bumped off an hour after we turned him loose. Maybe he'd do it himself. Do it himself? Yes. We've got two of his rodmen in the jug, and the Clinton gang got another one of them last week. Rox is probably getting short-handed. There's every possibility that he'd do the job himself. Gosh, Cap... You've hit the nail on the head. What do you mean?
0: Look, for a year almost, we've been trying to get the goods on Pedrati. Every time we think we got him, he hires some clever mouthpiece and slips out. What are you leading up to, Riley? Just this. We'll use the kid as a decoy. Decoy? Yeah, a decoy to get Rox Pedratti out in the open. Listen, let the kid out of jail, send him back to his job. Wilson and I will watch him every minute. We'll never let him out of our sight. And if Pedrali or any one of his mob make a move against him, we lab nab him. Red-handed.
2: No, nothing to it, Mike.
0: Why, what's wrong with the idea?
2: Well, first place, it's too risky. Second place, it wouldn't be fair
0: to the kid. Yeah, but Wilson and I'll watch him every minute. Nah,
2: I'm afraid of it, Mike.
0: But we want to get our hands on Pedrali, don't we? You know that. Well, give my plan a chance to work. I'll be responsible for the kid. Come on, what do you say, Captain?
2: It's a big risk.
0: Yeah, but it's worth it.
2: All right, I'll do it. Here. Here's an order to the jailer for the kid's release. Trail him every minute. Yes, sir. And Mike.
0: Yes, sir. Heaven
2: help you if anything happens to that kid. Hello, kid. Hello, Mr.
0: Harley. Well, how have they been treating you? All right, They've been doing all they can for me, I guess. Been feeding you all right? I can't complain. I do wish they let me out of here, though. It took me three months to find that job at the lunchroom, and if I ain't back inside of a week, Joe'll get another boy. He told me that today. Uh, that's what I came down to see you about. I've been talking to the captain. He says if you promised not to run away before the trial. He lets you go back to your job. Geez. Gee, that'd be swell. You wouldn't try to take it on the lamb, would you? No, of course not. I want to see those mugs get what's coming to them, don't I? All right, kid. Get your things. I'll take you to your room, and you can get back in your job tonight. Gee, thanks. That's all right. Oh, here. Here's a newspaper. It's got your name in it. You'll probably enjoy reading about it. It tells how you were released and sent back to work. Thanks. I ain't never had my name in the paper before. Well, let's hope it ain't in there again in a, in a different story,. What's that? Oh, nothing, nothing. Come on, come on it.) <laughs> you want, boss? cup of coffee. Same here. Coming up. There you are. Anything else? Anything else, boss? No. No.
3: Why don't you give it to him and have it over with, boss? I'm running this,
0: Joe. All right, but if
3: it was me... Come here, kid. Something else? No. Uh, I hear they had a row in here the other night.
0: Yeah, killed a detective. It's in the papers. I got my name.
3: Never mind. I read it. Did you see this guy
0: get bumped off? Yeah, I was standing right here. They shot him down without giving him a chance. But the cops got him, all right. Mm. You put the finger on him, didn't you? What do you mean? I mean you identified him. Yeah, down at headquarters. It was easy. Mm. How's your health, kid? Hey, I feel fine.
3: You don't look so good to me. Huh? You look sick, like you... Like you needed a change.
0: I never felt better in my life.
3: Listen, kid. You're sick. You need a change of climate. Here. Here's 500 bucks. Take it and beat it. I don't care where you go, but get out of town.
0: You, you're kidding me. Yeah?
3: Wait a minute, Spike. Pick up that dough, kid. Get out of town. Don't let nobody know where you go and don't come back. Now scram. Gee, I gotta think this over. Yeah, well,
0: make it snappy. Oh, why monkey with a clown? Let me give it to him. Shut up. Well, what about it, kid? No, sir. Nothing doing. Listen, you sap. I know what you're trying to do, but I won't play your game. I'm gonna stay here, and I'm gonna see that those dirty rats get what's coming to them. Okay, Spike, do your stuff. Hey, hey, right The bones this way, quick. Go uh, up, bro. Right, quick! Uh, uh, drop that gun, Spikey. You'll get the same thing your boss got. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll drop it. I'll drop it. What's the matter, Mike? Don't know, Cap. The door at my end was stuck or something. Did they get the kids? I'm afraid so. I saw this skunk pump two shots into so them. Well, get around behind that counter and find out, quick. Me? I'm all right. Thank God for that. You, uh, I'm sorry, kid. I was watching everything, but when I tried to crash through the door back here, it was stuck. It wasn't stuck. What? I figured that it was too big a job for me to watch both doors, so I nailed that one up. Well, I'm glad that Rodman missed you, kid, or it has been curtains for both of us. Oh, he didn't miss me. What do you mean? I had them sized up when they came in here, and when I was drawing their coffee, I stuck this inside my coat. How's this for a bulletproof vest? Look, Cap, for the love of Pete, a waffle drizzle. Oh, <laughs>
3: headquarters. Just a minute, please. Detective girl, Lieutenant Marshal.
4: Is your telephone company supervisor? Yes? The subscriber is halfway from has just called the police station. The operator heard charged the house and the line went dead.
3: Uh, hold it. You got a short call, Carl Ed. All right. Yeah, what's the address?
4: The telephone is registered to J.W. North.
3: 3205 Wood Terrace, Apartment 3. 3205 Wood Terrace, Apartment 3. Right. Thanks. Walt? Yes? Get Sergeant Mulroney to take my desk. I'm uh, going on an investigation. Walt, yes, <laughs> Walt. bad, this way. What's the dope of the call, Lieutenant? Oh, some dame called police headquarters, and then the line went dead. Telephone operator heard some cries for help or something, and the supervisor called me. That's all I know. Uh, Inside the door. Locked. Yeah, well, most of these outside doors and apartment houses are locked at night. Uh, ring the bell for the janitor. Right. There it is. Did you see any lights on in the building when we drove up?
2: I thought I saw one over this side, uh, downstairs. Somebody's pulling with the lock now, Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is
0: the worst job I ever had. I've always happened to get up in the middle of the night Oh! All
3: right, all right. Stop mumbling to yourself and sell for apartment three years. Yes,
0: sir. This way, Mr. Captain,
3: sir. <laughs> Did you bring that guy to life?
0: Here it is, Mr. Captain, sir.
3: Knock on the door, Ed. Right. I don't think there's nobody at home, Mr. Captain, sir. We'll, we'll find out about that. you beat it back to your room and get some clothes on and get back here. Yes, sir. Try again, Ed. No luck, Lieutenant. See if you can see anything through the keyhole. Looks like the lights are on in there. I yeah. can't see anything, sir. I'll beat out the door again. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a door opening down the hall. Yeah, say, what's all the largest? Uh, You uh, live in this apartment? I live in the next apartment here. That's all the trouble. Did you hear anything in this apartment a few minutes ago? I No, I didn't. Why? I don't know. Give us a hand with this door. Okay. Yeah. What? L- Look, Lieutenant. There's a woman lying on the floor. Yeah, and she's bound and gagged. Quick, give me a hand here. Can uh, I be of uh, assistance? Yeah, take her feet. Okay. Oh, yeah, lift her up there. there. Yeah.
0: her over here. Over. Yeah. 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 There
3: you are. You know this woman? Well, I know who she is, that's all. It's is North. Now take this knife and cut the strips from around her ankles. Very well. I got some water, Ed. Yeah, okay, where'll I get it? The bathroom should be right through there. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, uh, I think she just fainted. Rubber her wrist today, will you? Uh, what do you think tied her up? Yeah, looks to me like... Lieutenant, a, uh, Lieutenant,
0: there's yeah? a, a dead man in a bed in the next room. mind A dead man, two bullets holding his forehead. He's lying in a bed in there. Oh,
3: you, you take care of Mrs. North, very well.
0: Yeah, right in here, Lieutenant. I I him to let him
3: get the water here. Yeah. here. he there he is. Oh, yeah. Dead, all right. Two of them, right through the head. Yeah. The uh, screen's been cut around the hook here. Whoever did it must have come in the room by the window.
0: There's things lay all over the treasure here, Lieutenant. Yes. All the earmarks of a robbery. Is the jewel case
3: empty? Here's an empty wallet. Yeah. Well, you better uh, get a call in this right away, Ed. See if you can scare up a phone in this guy's apartment next door and call in. Get Dr. Evans and a couple of fingerprint men out here right away. <laughs> Doctor, It's very evident, Lieutenant. Two shots entering the forehead and passing entirely through the head were the cause of death. Mm. The man died without moving. Do you uh, think he was shot while he was asleep? Yes. At least everything
2: points to that conclusion.
3: Well, then that explodes the burglary idea. How so? And no, Yeg, not even a couple of amateurs are going to shoot a man just for the fun of doing it. They might shoot if the guy they were robbing woke up, but they wouldn't commit murder without cause. So what did the woman in the next room tell you? I haven't talked to her yet. When she came to, she was hysterical. I thought it best to get your report first and then talk to her. Well, that's all I can tell you until after the autopsy. There's uh, one other thing I'd like to know before you go, Doctor. So what's that? How far away from the man's forehead uh, was the gun held? Mm, fairly close. Not over a foot. I see. All right, Doctor, thanks. I'll uh, get the autopsy report this afternoon. When you finish here, uh, leave by the kitchen door, will you? I'm going in the next room talking to you all. <laughs> Uh, They're kind of quieted now, Lieutenant. Yeah, that's I'll talk to him. Uh, Mrs. Norris. Yes. I'm Lieutenant Marshall. The the man in the next room is your husband, I believe.
4: That's right. Oh no, ma'am. I I want you to try to be
3: brave and tell us just what happened here tonight.
4: I'll try.
3: Just just try to stop crying, ma'am. It'll be a lot easier.
4: All right. Yes. That's right.
3: That's Now, just start at the beginning and tell us everything.
4: Yes? John and I had been to an early show. He was tired and went right to bed. Oh,
3: just a minute. Uh, what time was it, Miss Norris?
4: About 10 o'clock. Go ahead. Well, John went right to bed. Not being very sleepy, I sat up for a while to read. I had been reading for perhaps 10 minutes or so when I... I heard a window open.
3: In your husband's room?
4: Yes. I thought it was John and didn't pay much attention. Then I heard voices. So I, I got up to investigate and, oh. <laughs> and what, Mrs.
3: Jones? Come along now, come along. <laughs>
4: well I when I went into the room, a man grabbed me by the throat and pushed me out of the room. I struggled with him, but, but he threw me down on the sofa and he started choking me. Take it easy, young man. I heard John wake up, and the man who was choking me called to someone in the next room to shut that guy up. I was almost unconscious, but I remember seeing a man standing at the foot of John's bed take out a gun and fire two shots. Then I... I fainted. Sometime
3: okay.
4: Some time later, I came to and found that I was tired. The room was so still, I knew that something terrible had happened, so I... I rolled off the sofa and worked the gag out of my mouth and upset the telephone stand. I remember calling for the police, but I I guess I must have fainted it again.
3: I see. Uh, Mrs. North, uh was your husband carrying a large sum of money tonight?
4: Why, yes, he was. Several hundred dollars, I believe.
3: Mm. And uh, were the jewels in your jewel box of much value?
4: Some of them were.
3: Well, it looks like a couple of hold-up men came in here tonight. Your husband tried to scuffle with them and was shot. Lucky they didn't turn their guns on you, ma'am. Did you get a very good look at the men, lady? Uh, Oh, yes. Can you give us a description of these two men?
4: Why, I'm afraid I can't. You see, it was very dark.
3: But surely you must have noticed something about them.
4: Well, they were dressed in dark suits and were masked. That's all I remember. (laughs) Oh, why? Why did John struggle with them?
3: All right now, ma'am. Just try to calm yourself. You'll have to pull yourself together for the inquest. The inquest? Yeah. The coroner's jury will hold an inquest, you know, probably in the morning. i suggest you lie down here and try to get some sleep. I'll uh, I'll leave an officer on guard. I'll uh, I'll try. Uh, we'll be back in the morning. In the meantime, don't worry. Come on, Ed. Oh, uh, just a minute. I wonder if you'd uh, show me just where you were lying when the hold up man was choking
4: you. Why, yes, I I was lying across the foot of the sofa. Here. Uh, like
3: this. And, uh, you saw the other bandit shoot your husband? Yes. That's all, man. Come on, Ed. We'll, uh, see you in the morning, Ms. North. That dame's the biggest liar I ever heard. Yeah, don't I know it. Come on. Where you going? We'll talk to this fellow in the next apartment here. Uh, what's the name on the door? Oh, Donald Wood. Yeah. Oh, uh, you still up, Mr. Wood? Yes, I I couldn't go to sleep after what happened here tonight. Believe me, I'm moving the first thing in the morning. Yeah, and perhaps it's a good thing we came in here to see you tonight. To see me. Yes, you mind? Why, no, not at all. Come in. All right. You know, I uh, can't understand why you didn't hear those two shots in the next apartment tonight, Mr. Wood. Well, I can't either. Perhaps the burglars used a silencer. That may be. How well do you know Mrs. North? I hardly at all. I've only seen her a few times going in and out of her apartment. I see. And uh, Mr. North? I didn't know him either. Yeah. Now, Mr. Woods, uh, as near as we can figure out, the shooting took place at 10.15. Uh, what were you doing at that time? Oh, that will probably explain why I didn't hear the shot. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm a rabid radio fan. I was listening to the Philadelphia Symphony. We're playing the Brahms Symphony Number no. 4 tonight. Mm. It's a very ponderous thing, very loud. Right. I probably wouldn't have heard the shot even if it had been fired in this room. That's right. I had. Uh, would you ask Mrs. North to step in here for just a minute, please? Sure yeah, thing, Lieutenant. But really, I. No, that's all right, Wood. It's very nice to have Mrs. North sitting in there all alone with a dead man in the bedroom. Right in here, lady. Nice. Come in, Mrs. North. Sit down over here, please. You uh, you know Mr. Woods, I believe.
4: Well, we've never been introduced. How do you
3: do, Mr. Woods? How do you do? I'm Oh, no, that's no way to act. Why don't you two get friendly? What do you mean? Go on, get friendly. That's not the way for sweethearts to act. Why, you... Sit down, both of you. There. Now, don't think that you've been pulling the wool over my eyes.
4: <laughs> now, that's it. That's it. Cry.
0: <laughs>
3: I can safely say, Mrs. North, that without a doubt, you are the poorest actress I have ever seen. And believe me, I've seen some bad ones. I won't be a party to this. I wouldn't want to either if I were in your shoes. Now, sit down. Now, listen, Mrs. North. You spilled the beans right from the start. You said you heard your husband call out. And the medical examiner said that the man was asleep when he was shot. That's missleep when he was shot. That's mistake number one. That's- mistake number two was when you... When you said you saw this second man standing at the foot of the bed fire two shots into your husband. There are two things wrong with that. First, you can't see the foot of the bed from the sofa in your living room. And second, a man standing at the foot of your husband's bed couldn't hold a revolver within 12 inches of your husband's head, as in this case. I won't stay here. Oh, yes, you will. You made some mistakes, too, Woods. In the first place, you said you were listening to the radio at 10.15 tonight. Yes, I was. I was right here in this room, listening to the Philadelphia Symphony. That's all I would. You made your mistake by just one night. You see, I'm somewhat of a radio fan myself, and the Philadelphia Symphony is on tomorrow night, not tonight. Well, uh, Now, well, we're going to sit right here in this nice, cozy room with our hands folded in our laps until you two decide which one of you killed that man and which one of you helped to do it. Uh,
1: Welcome back um, I have to admit on that first one I wasn't terribly impressed with the uh, police in that case uh, letting a civilian be the uh, bait for criminals and not letting him know he's the bait it, it, it's one thing if you know brave citizen uh, vol- volunteers and says absolutely I'll go back to work even knowing they might gun me down but good thing he was on his feet anyway and now we know where Ethelbert got his first job. Uh, the voice of the witness in that first case was none other than John Gibson, who played Ethelbert on Stacy on Casey Crime Photographer series. We will eventually get to. Uh, and that's only the second voice I've recommend uh, recognized in this series uh, so far. The other being Hanley Stafford. The second case was well solved, but it wasn't terribly impressive because uh, you were. Because basically they took down the incredibly uh, ill-prepared and incompetent murderers who just assumed the police won't check anything. Alright, well that will be all for today. We will be back with you on Monday with Pursuit! And then join us back here next Saturday, two more episodes of Police Headquarters and coming in nine weeks, Dragnet. In the meantime, send your comments to box thirteen at greatdetectives.net, dot net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook dot com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.